We are Hottest 100s and Thousands and we have taken control of your radio station. This is the podcast in which we talk about the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J Hottest 100. My name is David James Young and I'm one of the four Yeah, you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so. Joining me once again, Mr. Andrew McDonald. Hello, hello. Mr. Nathan Harrison. Hey, Helen. <laughs> G'day, mate. And Mr. Adam Puncher. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's going to be uh, soaring highs and crushing, crushing lows in this uh, bracket of songs. Are there any highs? <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, okay, it might be a shit show. Who knows? You don't know. Thanks for just... joining us anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Uh, once again, shout out to FBI Radio for having us. Uh, FBIRadio.com. Let's not waste a second more. At number 95, this is Death Effects with Masses Like Asses. Hmm. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> at number 95 with masses like asses and uh, I would like to start with a quote from uh, our good friend Krusty the Clown what the hell is that? <laughs> Seattle <laughs> KKK that's not good. not good I'd like to start off by saying wake up sheeple oh. just come on there is yeah look I honestly thought you were going to go for another classic Adam Buncher staple which is... Uh, fuck this song? Fuck this song. Yeah. That doesn't even get certainly to... what the fuck I'm going for. Really? This it's... song's a piece of shit. I don't think it's that bad. No, the way I, I hated it this song. It's not incredible. The way like... I punctuate it is, the fuck, comma, this song. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can see what they were trying to go for and they've got ambition, but it's just like, man, it's a mess. It's just, it's a mess. It's meant to be a mess. But it's not a good mess. I think it's like, it sounds like throwing gristle on Nine Inch Nails didn't have the aggression. Like, it's, <laughs> it's kind of weak industrial. Or oh, the talent. Or like, obviously the talent. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's not like, I don't think it's the worst song. I don't think I had as much as Dave does, but it's not terrific. The, I think the the humans are cattle metaphor. Oh. Probably, the lyrics, yeah, we could probably just do without all yeah. the lyrics. But I, like, as a song overall, I, th- I think it's okay. I think it's interesting, and I, I found it surprising. I think if I heard it at the time, I'd be playing it when I DJ now mm. because I have massive <laughs> yeah. nostalgia goals totally. for it it's but classic um, weird Sydney band from the early 90s yeah because like, there are they, this is our first Australian entry for this is year. it oh well welcome Holy props shit. for that yeah there you go <laughs> yeah. That's, that's Look, I, I think like it's also like totally classic 3am rage there is, there is a, you yeah. get home like, and this is on you like the deepest what the? deepest cuts yeah. okay I don't know what I'm meant to be doing to engage with this do song I must say look you at really the, don't. the name of the band and the name of the song I thought it was going to be an R&B tune really <laughs> yep Def FX masses like asses it rhymes yeah. just, just clarify do they mean asses is in asses 
or asses as in assess. Sheeple. As in <laughs> I, I think the latter. I think like you think donkey. donkey? Yeah. Um, Get rest of it's like all... livestock, you know, yeah. like sheeple. Yeah. Uh, but are they saying that their masses are akin to donkeys or are they saying groups of people really enjoy donkeys? Can we just, <laughs> can we just yeah. I just want to point out how much better a title. <laughs> people enjoy donkeys. <laughs> groups enjoy donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. There it is. No, but I, I like, I can kind of get on board with just how like the song is so haphazard. It's like really incongruous, and it just keeps jumping around. I think what they're trying to do, they do very well. What they're trying to do isn't the most admirable thing to try and do, but I think it's okay. Like, Hmm. I, I can get on board. This is just kind of. Weird, strange, early nineties Sydney crazy weird band. Like just yeah, like bits of industrial and then bits of everything else. I kinda like that the singing isn't what it would normally be for that kind of music. Like it's not great in its own right, but I just like how different it all is. Mm. I like the fact that these guys hang around uh at the time with Caligula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our friends from nineteen ninety three. We discovered uh in the break is uh, is a mate of Andrews. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like his current band's actually very good. I can place this song in that kind of scene. It's just people just doing weird shit and like, yeah. you know, in 1993, some of it, or 94, some of it's going to get picked up on Triple J and get some plays and get some votes. And mm. I'm like, that's cool. I can get behind that. It's I really like. local. Like, it, it definitely oh, it, feels really yeah. local Sydney. And the fact that that got picked up as part of the Hottest 100, again, like it's telling of Triple J at that time yeah. and the voting populace at that time. And I can pay it for that. I can pay it like archivally. <laughs> <laughs> I like that uh, this singer Fiona Horn, who has gone on to do a lot of other stuff, but she has published, and I quote, numerous books on witchcraft. Uh, wow! Like, oh, yeah, okay. oh, yeah. Numerous <laughs> books on witchcraft. <laughs> numerous. It's going to be more than four. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Do we have anything further to add about uh, Deaf Effects or the dis- the disgusting evil witch that is Fiona Horn? <laughs> so Jeff Martin and Fiona Horn now is uh, two people the that you've offended in season two, Dave. Come at me, Just bro. a disclaimer that Dave's opinion does not represent. <laughs> just <laughs> just 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 and we do feel bad for uh, when by the time this airs, Dave will be no longer with us. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. They'll be witchcrafted yeah. away. Yeah. I'm a little scared about that kind of thing. So I don't, I don't know, man. I wouldn't be messing, messing with it. It's still like something that makes me freaked out. Witchcraft. Yeah, someone putting a curse on me. I don't, oh, it scares me. Really? Yeah, dude. Someone telling you to fuck off is the biggest and curse. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> like, you're worried about curses and you don't buy into this song? What? <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. Pick a side, Adam. Uh, Either you're part of the solution or you're part of the pollution, part, man. Part of the asses. You know, yeah, I, I love donkeys. I'm not, I'm not wild on this song. I right. heard it a couple of times in prep for the podcast. And, you know, like, I would be very, very surprised if I ever listened to this, either incidentally or deliberately ever again. That's a valid point. But it's this. It's this. And you guys obviously like it all right. Like, I, I don't love it. Like, don't, 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 don't put me into that corner. But, like... You know, I think it's fine, and it's kind of interesting. Sure. Mm. Okay, and Andrew, similarly. Yeah. yeah. I don't think as high, but yeah, it's all right. I think it's pretty clear what you think, though. Fuck this song. At number 94, this is Jimmy Page and Robert Plant with Gallows Pole. I see my friends coming right in the mile. So friends, you get some silver, 
you get a little cold? What did you bring me, my dear friend? Keep me from the girls' pool. What did you bring me? Keep me from the girls' pool. I couldn't get no silver. I couldn't get no gold. You know we're too damn poor to keep me from the girls' pool. Jimmy Page and Robert Plant at number 94 with the old Zeppelin track, Gallows Pole. This comes from a MTV Unplugged record that Page and Plant did together called No Quarter. Mm. Uh, Sidebar, remember when MTV Unplugged was a thing? Mm. Yeah. Remember that was like a big fucking deal? Well, it's going to keep being I a think deal for on. the next couple of countdowns. Well, s- well spoiler yeah. alert, there yeah. is a Unplugged song in the top 10 mm. yeah. of this very countdown. I, so. But like, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure it's still running, though. Probably. Know, like, in, in some well, way, shape, or form. Well, Katy Perry did one. That's Whoa, huh. yeah. Yeah. Really? That would have been fairly recent, yeah. too, like 2008 or something. There's like a mi- yeah. She has a mind-blowingly weird version of I like, Kiss the Girl. It's like all kind of swung yeah, beat yeah, jazz. It's, it's jazz insane. It's absolutely just insane. Uh-huh. Insane in a good way? Do you pay it? It's just insane. I don't pay insane people. Like, <laughs> just, 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 it's sad, man. Like, uh, it needs help. Like, oh, no. <laughs> like... <laughs> What's the vibe on Zeppelin in this room? Uh, was it something you guys grew up with? Was it a no. dad band or anything? They are a dad to- band Zeppelin, anyway. Zeppelin yeah. are totally a dad band. Like, if you're ever going to get exposed to these guys, it's through your dad just fucking throwing it on, stomping his foot to four and being like, they don't make music like this anymore, son. <laughs> that is dad as it comes, yeah. I discovered them independently. When I say discovered, obviously, like, the band was quite well established by the time I got around <laughs> to listening to them. Been, you got their first they've been EP. Split up for, <laughs> they've been split up several years at that point, yeah. yeah. Exactly, but like when okay, it's one of those things we've said this about a numerous different songs and bands at various different times. It's like I never think to listen to it, but when it's on, it's all I want to listen to. Mm. That's Zeppelin to me. When I when I was listening to for this song, I went back and listened to the original as oh, well, yeah. the original Zeppelin one, and I just loved it. I just loved I yeah. loved hearing Plant's voice belting it out. Unfortunately, I think that is what is missing the most in this MTV Unplugged version. Like, it's, mm. he's just not hitting the it same It does feel height. quite restrained. Well, or, it's like 20-something years after the yeah, fact. Yeah, exactly. And I feel it's not restrained out of choice, it's restrained out of necessity. Yeah. And it comes yeah. across a bit too much in this track. I think musically, the energy is really, really nice in this, especially for an Unplugged song. They managed yeah. to get quite a lot of noise. Yeah, when it, when it, it kicks really. into gear, really yeah. kicks into gear. Yeah, it's got a like, lot of energy. It feels really good to listen to, but I just think that it's the vocal performance for me that just feels a little yeah, bit... Right. It feels a little bit too restrained and too lacking. Maybe if you hadn't listened to the original, it wouldn't be so much of a problem, but especially, yeah, like, in like, reference to the original yeah, track. I, know, sure. I, I, I do appreciate Plant as a belter, but, like, for me, like, a lot of the time I've always felt that he's, like, a folk singer trapped in a rock star's body. That's like, definitely what this is. Well, yeah. especially when you listen mm. to, like, Plant's, like, solo stuff and his more recent records, like his uh, stuff he, he's put out recently and uh, his fantastic album he did with Alison Krauss. Krauss. It's a gorgeous record. And, uh, yeah, like I've never been one of those yeah like fucking best band ever kind of fucking 
people about Zeppelin, but, you know, they got some gems. You know, I love Cashmere, I love Stairway, I love Rock and Roll, Black Dog, like the usual suspects. And I think, I think this is a pretty underrated jam in the, in the Zeppelin canon, I suppose. And, uh, I like the fact that they consciously decided to, rework these songs and put them into a new context with yep. this Unplugged record, which uh, I have heard and I quite like. Um, there's some really interesting versions on there, particularly a Cashmere, which is my favourite Zeppelin song. Mm. Is it a bit cheaty having it in a 1994 Hottest 100 countdown, though? Like, is it... Well, I, the, well, the, I mean, I the, think that's... The thing I, that happened in 94, I guess, so, yeah. you know, it totally counts. I think for a lot of people, it was like, hey, this is a great opportunity to get these guys in the Hottest 100. Yeah, like, which is never going to happen. Yeah. I will never yeah. get the chance to vote for these guys again. I'm sure. going to I mean, right let's not forget what kicked off the 1993 Hottest 100. The, oh, was yeah. Was that Van Morrison? That it was, was Van Morrison yeah, yeah, and John yeah, Hawker. It was Gloria. Yeah. And well, that I mean, song had that's... been out for, like, 50 years or whatever the fuck at that point. Yeah, yeah I guess, just... like, it, it, I don't what think happens? it's that much of a cheat, but it's, like, because it's acoustic, I don't think it's a cheat. If the Zeppelin reunion occurred in 1993 and they released yeah. the album, yeah. then I think it would be a bit I, of a cheat. It was the same with so. um, Violent Femmes in the last countdown as well. Oh, that was yeah. Oh, that's true. That was an like, eight song. Yeah. It was a new oh, version. Yeah. version, yeah. But, but it's nonetheless. the same song. I think it's a pretty good song, to be honest. I quite like it. Yeah, what's your what's your Zepp? Connect. Never had that much of a <laughs> connect to the Zep. I think they've always, for me, erred a little bit close to the side of, I guess, and I do hate using pejorative terms like this to describe music, but I guess more to the side of pretense and wank than no, totally. that, that, that to, of prog rock for me. Like, that is that is hilarious coming from a Pink Floyd band. Exactly, though. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, precisely. And King Crimson. Like, hey. I'm big for those bands. And yeah. that, that's the kind of, I, that, that's where my soft spot for progressive rock lies. And I think partly. I've always thought I wish Led Zeppelin had uh, an organist or a keyboard player, and I think that would really tie the band together more for me. I know that dads do go on about how Pink Floyd are like, you wouldn't hear time made today, son. But like to me, Led Zeppelin are far more rockist. They're far more rockist core than Pink Floyd are because they're so guitar rock heavy driven all the time, like rooted in the blues. And I understand that. I understand their appeal, and I do enjoy yeah. them when they're on. Like I really like. The, the classics are classics for a reason but I don't really ever find myself thinking oh definitely whack oh, Zeppelin self-titled on because it's so yeah. good I never find myself thinking that ever but like Gala's Pot is a great song outside of this version yeah, the original totally. version is a jam and yeah. this is yeah, a very, that- but I think it's a very good version as well I actually um I hadn't heard the original in it'd be years like kind of four or five years probably to be honest yeah, yeah. sure I heard this version the Lead Belly or, or the Zep the Zep um, and I hadn't um, oh so this was a, even when it was Zep it was a cover Okay. This is a, like this is a traditional song. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like every version of it has different yeah. lyrics. That um, comes the across. first recorded version of it was Huddy Lead Belly Lead Better uh-huh. in nineteen thirty nine. Oh my god. Um, I went back and listened to that after this and I liked that much more. Oh, so, yeah. Lead Belly's fucking really amazing. Yeah. Um You don't really play this version or no. Led Zeps? Or like, either. Like the Led Zeps better. Like and I, I don't mind Led Zepp when it's on, I'm like, yeah, this is cool and I get it and I like it, but I'll mm. never put them on. Right. Um but this it just it just doesn't do anything. Like hmm. it's just as two old white guys that have had big rock careers playing an acoustic song together. It just doesn't do anything. Like it yeah. sort of ramps up towards the end, I'm like, this is a bit better now, mm. but I think it's fine, but I think it's no greater than the sum of its parts, and you pretty much summed up the parts pretty well. Yeah. In that, in that. And then, like, I don't know, like, I, not to make it an entirely racial thing, but, like, it's a song about slavery and everything, and, and like, for the white guys to do it, but then, like, listening uh. to Lead Belly do it in 1939, I'm like, man, this, like, this means so much more yeah. sure. Sure, than yeah, just yeah. a Led Zepp rock track. I don't get a lot of meaning out of Led Zepp, I guess. Is that like, the same uh, Lead Belly as uh, Black Betty fame? The very same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So pretty much any rock song that you've enjoyed, probably Lead Belly did it originally. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably did it better too. 
I feel like I'm the biggest Led Zeppelin fan at the table right now. I would put on Led Zeppelin. I would listen to a Led... I'd get into a Led Zeppelin phase, even. Like, I feel like if I was to go and on the drive home today throw on a Led Zeppelin album, I'd get, you know, into a funk. I'd probably have to listen to, you know, a fair slice of the discography. Yeah, that'd be your, um, your last FM player of the week. Yeah, it, yeah. Would. it would. It would, for sure. And I'd, and I'd throw in some Black Sabbath in there, some other related blues rock, maybe further into, like, you know, stoner metal and stoner rock as it is now. You know, maybe The Sword or whatever. Like, I really love that sound, and mm. I really love what that does. I think it's such a shame that the rockish stuff gets brought in with Led Zeppelin because at the time that was state of the art. You know, but I don't. But I really don't feel that it was. I really think that you at the time, so? no. Like you, you look then, and like not to be putting the Sex Pistols on a pedestal because I really don't think they deserve to be as much sure. as they are. But like the knee jerk reaction against that kind of wankery was punk rock. It was it was known for being such high class wankery. Like I think it's always had that pedestal of like this is it. This is this is real music. It's always I think it's always kind of had that aesthetic. Fuck anyone who has not ever non ironically used the term real music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think fuck those people in the face. Any rockist opinion in any opinion that says this is wrong music and anything outside yeah, of that. Yeah. I reject that out of hand, but I still think when you get down to it, like, if the music wasn't good and if it didn't do something, then you, there's no way that opinion could ever be formed. And I yeah. think, like, just listening to the music as it is, I get into it. And I, it evokes a reaction in me that I think is the great thing that rock and roll does, is that kind of soaring, yeah, kind of thing. And I, I appreciate that. I mean, mm. so... I pay it. I don't think this version is amazing. You know, like, maybe I need to go back and listen to Lead Belly or whatever. Maybe, like, you know, the, the tradition and the song is a lot greater than anything that we've heard in this version or the Led Zeppelin version. Yeah. But in terms of what it is, yeah, okay, cool. It's in the countdown. It's a version of this song that harks back to a greater tradition. I actually don't mind this version. It's okay. Like, I think it's, it's okay. Good. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It, it could have been a lot worse. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that now. Yeah, of course. Right on. They're back at number 93. This is Things of Stone and Wood with Wildflowers. Where the bee got its name from? <laughs> I'm <stop> drinking it. <laughs> funny in the second episode of episode one we all collectively discovered things of stone and wood mm. uh, yeah. with with their 1993 smash 
Happy birthday, Helen. And uh, here they are once again with us with another track. And uh, this is the last time we ever get to talk about them. So let's send them off real proper like. Adam, what you got? If I recall when we talked about Happy Birthday, Helen, I hated it less than you guys. Yeah, maybe. Slightly. I actually said there were a couple of lyrical phrases in there. It's like, well, that's that's quite lovely. <laughs> the woes are, like, passable. Yeah. Whatever, like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a chorus song. happens and you're like, oh, it's a chorus. Yeah. What do you think about the uh, this song saying uh, across this land? Oh, oh. is it like? <laughs> Let me tell it's you, real sheer drop. We like, all dreamed about what we really were, Australia. and to say we were frightened. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty stark. Really. Yeah. Um, Let me tell you about the bush. And, and you <laughs> right? know, especially, I think the most trite thing about it is all the left and right references. Oh. Like, and, you know, like, for a song that's supposedly speaking out against racism, it doesn't... I don't know, like, it could have been a bit clearer with what you're trying to yeah, say there. I, I, like, I listened to it and I'm like, did something happen... That I wasn't aware in of? In 93, in 94, yeah. to, like, provoke this... Is this referencing something specific? Because why are you talking about Nazis? I had to look up the lyrics to make sure he was saying Nazis. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. Can we call oh. Godwin's Law on songs? Like, he, <laughs> mentioned, he mentioned the Nazis so they automatically lose. Yeah. Like, it's invalidated. It took this countdown, what, seven songs to get there. <laughs> yeah. This song at least feels like it was meant for public release, whereas Happy Birthday, Helen, I'm still kind of convinced <laughs> that it was never meant to go outside of the room. It but, wasn't. I, I, it literally but, wasn't. But Happy Birthday, Helen sounds better than this song, I think. Oh, totally. Yeah. I think the chorus of this is okay. Yeah, I think the um, woes are okay as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the verses of this sounds like someone just punched country into, like, a song machine. It's just like, give me a country at, at this many beats per minute. On a Casio keyboard. On a Casio keyboard. Like, You're saying it was a bit of a cunt punch. <laughs> I don't think he is. <laughs> I don't think so either. But yeah, oh. I, I just like I don't know what this song is trying to say. No, other than, it's like, bizarre, isn't it? You uh, know what really upsets me when I was looking through this, I actually found uh, like a high school teacher's notes as if they were teaching this song as an example of like, <sighs> guys, this is why poetry is awesome, you know, because they're talking about this serious issue and they're doing it creatively. And the high school teacher drinks himself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That is rough. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, the only way that I would argue that this makes poetry awesome is by saying this isn't poetry and it's not awesome, therefore oh it's possible for poetry <laughs> yeah. to be awesome. I just want to point out, I couldn't find this on YouTube, so I had to find it on Spotify, yes. and I found it via <laughs> an album called The Essential Things of Stone and yeah. Wood. How in the fuck is there an album called that? That is the ultimate oxymoron. Is it a CDR? <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it's a CD single. It's just Happy Birthday, Evelyn. Yeah. And that's like 17 tracks. And yeah. like... These guys were barely, like, a flash in the fucking pan. How did that happen? I don't know. Like, a song in two consecutive Hottest 100s. That suggests some sort of presence, and people would know of them and would vote for the song. If this was your mate's song, you'd be like, that's eh, okay. My, ma- my mate's in a band. He has some songs. They're all right. Which mate's band like? <laughs> I think that's... I think it's <laughs> we just... went into perfect harmony there. <laughs> Enough people thought it was okay. Yeah. Enough yeah. people were like, I've heard this song, I know this song, it's catchy. Maybe enough people, I maybe they're just really thought. outgoing guys and they just have a lot of friends. Maybe everyone on the banks of the Yarra knows things are stone and wood. <laughs> well, you would, obviously. <laughs> Helen, if you're still alive, happy birthday. Yeah, again. For, for the birthday hey. that is to come. We should, we should try and find out when Helen's birthday is. Oh, my so God. You know what? Things of stone and wood are still touring. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just buzz the guide and just be like, hey... When is it? 
he won't want to talk to you. He's part of the many people you've offended. <laughs> but, I, but I disagree, Adam. I think for a song to get, even in the 90s in the countdown, I think people have to like it. Uh, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. I, a lot of people have to vote for that song, and a lot of people have to think it's in the 10 best songs of the year. This is why I really wish we had a hookup in Triple J, who was like just the archivist. Yeah, and we, we need a mole. We need a We, we, <laughs> we need, need a mole. the music, the music mole. mole. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see stats about, I mean, ideally, cuts of demographic how many people voted, yeah. you know, breakdowns and all that kind of stuff. That's and how many of them were letter bombs. <laughs> That's a, it's a dream world to get that kind of information, but I think it would give us a lot more insight into the appeal of things in Stone and Wood because it seems like none of us really get it. But this is it for Stone and Wood? It is. Oh, good. Uh, RIP, Sorry, gone to guys. S- like, I really feel like you're doing your best. Like, this is some rip, <laughs> this gone is some earnest music that you're making, but... It's true. It's true. I feel like they're lovely dudes, too. I mean, Probably. It, something about them makes us seem like they're assholes. <laughs> They would be like, "Hey, you coming to my gig?" And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll try and get along." And Maybe man, he's busy you don't go, but you still don't go. <laughs> they go. Everyone got feeling guilty. bad is worth it. <laughs> it's time to clap your hands and say, "Yeah!" At number ninety-two, <laughs> this is Collective Soul with. Was Collective Soul with Yeah? Uh, sorry, sorry, Shine. Shine <laughs> is the name of the song. Uh, let's go to Yeah. Sorry, Nathan. Um, what what do you think of the Yeah? I mean, song. What do you think of the song? It's good. I remember this song. Yeah. Everyone remembers this song. This you is, that moment, It's yeah. so iconic. Where oh, this like, song. it starts, and you're like, oh, right. Yeah. This song. The verse starts, and you're like, yeah. And then the riff comes, and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This song. It's a great riff. It's such oh, a like. Man. I can't believe we, they we're came entering up a with new the place. Yeah, it seems it like it sounds it's, so yeah. much like it would have been a riff in the seventies that they were pulling back. Or yeah, something. Totally, yeah, I think the rest of the song is pretty good too. Like it, it's a, like the verses are you know pretty cruisy and yeah, cool yeah. or whatever. The chorus is nice. It's good. It's a good song. It's I so think. hooky. Every single melody is like, yeah. yep, we'll have that. We'll have that. It's a can of earworms. Yeah, it is. It totally really is. Mm. Keeps it's coming just back. So iconically that era. Yeah, like, it's like yeah. sort of kind of coming out of grunge a bit because it's still the grunge but it's not a grunge song yeah it's that post grunge like along with heading it. just into you like your bush rock. well Cabane had only blown his brains out like maybe a couple of months after this dropped you oh know? what what happened oh should I tell him Kurt yeah, Cobain oh, oh Kurt Cobain the guy, Sorry. The guy from Nirvana I, I didn't he, hear uh, who you said he, sure Nirvana he, uh, was he, a band oh, that okay formed. yes alright huh. look man I'll cross he, what we're talking about now <laughs> I was looking at my notes I didn't hear what was happening there was Tuned an accident out for a sec. <laughs> um, okay yes Oh, there's, Thank there's, you, Dave. Look, man, there's no easy way to say this. Uh-huh. But yes, Corny as you're saying, like, this is totally one of the last songs of that era. <laughs> yeah, like, um, and we're, we're slowly, feels like a slowly going into post-grunge, yeah. which is uh, which is where the mirror comes in. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. where a bush dominates. Like, <laughs> oh, bush, yeah, yeah. goddamn. Gavin Rossdale can tell you I about the bush. I think the, the end of the song is a bit rubbish, though. 
like sort of after the last chorus, there's like another oh, I'm gonna thirty seconds. Shine. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. let it shine. They just sort of yeah, throw everything in, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna do that thing where you just sort of sing all the yeah. bits of the song over at the end of the song," and everyone was like, "Are you?" But he is, <laughs> and I think that bit is a bit terrible, yeah. which is sad because the rest of the song is so well structured and crafted. Yeah, the ri- it's all I think without the um the iconic riff, it would be much less than what it is. Yeah, I the, think it is necessarily other parts of the song benefit from that. Yeah, exactly. Central it, it isn't ne- it, it isn't necessarily built around him coming up with a good riff, but that riff is what makes the song. Why, when it comes on, you think to yourself, "Fuck, I remember this song." Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why it's, it's it a just, killer, killer. The, the verse and the chorus, are like they are kind of different songs, and it yeah. links them together so perfectly that yeah. that link act becomes the crux yeah, of exactly, the song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also that which that, is rare. Mm, like that really staccato cut the music and drop the yeah. Like I mean, that's that's a winner. And across, it doesn't feel too gimmicky. It doesn't at all. It feels perfectly integrated. Have. Yeah, and you know that live that would just be a real oh man. M- mic at audience. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. You've done it. Yeah. Everyone holds their cats up. So we've known we've. We've been talking about a lot of cat references. Uh, this yeah. is in relation to a YouTube video, which I believe was in 2012, where Girl Talk, who we're all... We've mentioned Girl Talk Greg so much. Gillis. Yeah. Yeah. So much during <laughs> the course Gillis. of this Oh, mate. Friend of the show. Yeah. Anyway. Impossibly his, wonderful. He filmed his cat perfectly timing its meows to, to the ears. To and the they're ears. in key. That's quite important. Yeah. Like. It's, it's, I mean, his cat obviously is as talented as the man himself. Yeah, the oh, point for is, sure. Greg Anthony Gillis's cat is a better remixer than us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that feel. Now, you know about this, but uh-huh. I'm pretty sure you two don't know mm-hmm. about this. I saw a certain artist cover this song live. Ah, uh, yes. I will pay both of you 50 bucks if you can guess who it was. Beyonce. No. Taylor Swift. No. no. <laughs> Kanye. No. <laughs> female, though. Blonde female. Kylie. No. <laughs> She's um, a brunette. Oh, Dolly. Correct. I read about this. Ah, Dolly motherfucking yeah. Parton wow. covered this song. 50 bucks each. Hey! <laughs> yeah. Another stacks. cool story about this song, uh, Billy Corgan. Yes. Cool guy who only does cool things, tried to sue <laughs> them because it sounds like the pumpkin song Snail. Um, but uh. then uh, Collective Soul were able to produce a demo of Shine that was dated... F- from before Snail, so they won. Billy Corgan lost. And uh, then, because I guess that's what you do if you Billy fail- Corgan lost is the lesson of life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then, because I, I guess if you're Billy Corgan and you lose a, like, copyright lawsuit, this is what you have to do. The Pumpkins started playing Shine or bits of Shine in their 2010 tour. A long time after this lawsuit. Just- oh, that's so weird. Shows a reference oh. that time they lost in court, I that's guess. That's like that, um... That's Who's that Australian? End of fashion. End of fashion. Yeah. Sounding exactly. Oh, like, sounding yeah. like um, where's my mind? Yeah, yeah. 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 And they started playing burn. it, like playing a live mashup of it. And it's like maybe, no, maybe not. I don't know yeah. if that's the way to As do like it. Like a burn on yeah. the. Yeah. Oh my god! Could you imagine? On, could you imagine the if the pumpkins police. actually actually did sh- like shine originally? Like da 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 da. Yeah. 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 It goes once again to Billy Corgan, who we get to talk about in the next episode. So that'll be fun. Yeah. That'd be a fun time for all. Uh, but in the meantime, everyone, do, give us your best one. Yeah. 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 Love it's, it. It's all a yeah from us. Yeah. <laughs> Final song in the countdown today at number 91. This is Cat and Crows. We're round here. Dave already has his hand on his heart. <laughs> oh, God damn it. This is hard. Keep it together, um, man. Step out the front door like a ghost into a fog where no one notices the contrast of white on white. In between the moon and you, angels get a better view of the crumbling difference between wrong and right. I walk in the air, 
Between the rain, through myself and back again, where I don't know. Maria says she's dying through the door. I hear her crying. Why I don't know. Round here, we always stand up straight. Round here, something radiates. Kind of crows with there at number ninety-one with round here. I'm about to do something that no one in this room is going to like. Cry. Uh, yeah, I'm going to cry a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to cry, cry a lot. There's a scene in Family Guy where Brian and Peter are driving along and they switch on the radio and Meet Virginia by Train comes on and they're both like, oh, well, we don't have to listen to this. You know, it's not a very good song. You know, we can change. And they're both like trying to outdo one another and how indifferent they are. And then they both snap at the same time and turn to each other. I fucking love Train. <laughs> <laughs> and... I fucking love Counting Crows. Whoa. It's out there in the fucking hang, world. Hang on, you're not comparing Counting Crows to Train. That's surely not a fair comparison. Counting Crows were the train fair. of their time. They Easy. Were. They were. Easy. No. Massively, massively daggy, massively uncool. Loves but Jesus in America rock band. They but were very popular in so, so insanely uncool. And they've made a fucking career out of it. But well, I fucking love this song. I love this album, August and Everything After. I think August and Everything After is... One of the most underrated albums of this entire era. People, like, will remember, like, the big hits and stuff like that. But, like, start to finish, it is a fucking cracker of a record. And I continually come back to it time after time. Uh, I'd forgotten about this song up until uh, last year when uh, I wasn't there, but they performed at the Opera House. And the Opera House do this awesome thing where they stream a lot of their shows. Yes. and um, I remember this happening, yeah. Yeah. And so Cannon Crows played and they did a 13-minute version of this song, which was... That's... Wow. Yeah, it was pretty fucking incredible. Was it like, just a jam or would they just uh, add more lyrics? Uh, yeah, like- Adam, Adam, like, improvised and, like, added in all these extra lyrics and stuff like that. And it, and, wow. Like, it fucking hit me like a truck. I was just like, oh shit, like, this is the song that Cannon Crow should be remembered for, man. Like, did they Mr. do? Jones. Not Mr. Jones, but we will get to talk about Mr. Jones. Ah, uh, Big Yellow yeah. Taxi, everyone. Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> the song, the song has a history of, um, of different versions with different lyrics and stuff. It was written in the dude's earlier band. Yeah, that's yes. right. It's completely different lyrics and sort of evolved lyrics over time. So, yeah, I guess like, they were just... Yeah, and it changes every time. Like, they've played it for like style. five minutes, nine minutes, 13 minutes, whatever the fuck, you know? Sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> did, did he do, like, some heartfelt monologue before the song started playing? Like uh, an intro. Well, I mean, the song is a heartfelt moment. Well, it basically <laughs> is. He's been known well, I, to I'm do. So, I'm so like drawn to the imagery and the characters in this song. Like I always have been. I forgot about it for an extended period of time, but I've come back to this song in a big, big way, and I'm fully aware that I am alone in this room. Uh, like. No, naturally don't, don't speak for everyone yet oh no. you know I, I'm, I'm you can speak for me <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew I, I knew I could count on you my friend I always Sorry. know that I can in that Aww. regard look uh, I do I do have a deep running love of soft rock which I think I got from my mother I fucking love the Eagles and Jackson Brown and like fucking America and sh- <laughs> like America Chicago Kansas my, mostly things <laughs> named after American things I'm fucking real into so 
like, take from that what you will. Toto, I fucking love Toto. You oh, know? Everyone loves Toto. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're painting broad yeah, brushes, yeah. you know, well, you know Train and Toto and well, they're, Counting they're Crows. All, they're all very daggy, very uncool music. Like, even your parents would probably be embarrassed to listen to those kind of bands. Toto, but, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, fucking exactly. Not the Eagles and America. Oh, <laughs> I just, I, I fucking love those songs. I love those, that, that era of music. I don't know, like, I'm a bit of a fucking pansy when it comes to that sort of stuff. I don't know, I just really love this song. I just connected with it quite a lot, and there's just a couple of lines that just fucking hit me. I'm just like, oh, dude, I've fucking, I felt that feel, you know? So, like... Dave as target market. Yep, pretty much. All right. So, here we are. I fucking love Counting Crows. Do with this information what you will. Beat me to the fucking crows. Nathan, do your worst. Oh, I, I just feel bad. I don't do know. it. I'm right here. Okay. Like, take a shot. Right. I feel bad because you listen to this song. I think song. this sounds like a bad Matchbox 20 song. Which... See, I fucking love Matchbox 20. <laughs> I love them too. He loves Matchbox 20. I love them like, no you one know, loves Matchbox 20 reservations like probably. Um, <laughs> I don't know why they turn on the sexy guitar halfway through. Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. That is a okay, weird I'll pay that. Like, that, that belongs in a different song. I think some of the lyrics are nice, and and I get it. I just feel like there's a whole lot of empty platitudes and just these phrases that are just there for no reason. But he sings it with so much emotion, like yeah. that, like yeah. they're working so hard to seduce you into that the emotional story of the song, yeah, and and just to buy into it. And I think there's not the substance underneath that for that. Mm. I totally get how you could feel feels when you're listening to this song because, like, he's working so hard to feel them for you, but I think there isn't enough underneath it. It's just, like, this story about someone coming to town and then, like, and, like, round here we all stand up straight and, like, I... Yeah. Maybe it's like a stage hypnotist in a show. And some people are just more susceptible to being pulled under the... Maybe. The wave well, of... That's, like, that's like anything that's genuine, though. Like... Maybe, yeah. So, like, if I'm listening to, say, Pink Floyd's The Wall, and, like, when, like, Nobody Home comes on, to me, it just, like, breaks my heart. But sure. I know other people will disagree and say yeah. it's overwrought. And huh. I can't argue against it. It's- I mean, <laughs> that's, I mean that, that's probably, like, an individual yeah. taste thing that's yeah, yeah, look, more clear-cut than anything you else. You now officially have something over me, man. You could say, hey, man, you can't talk shit about Pink Floyd when Pink you Chris fucking love like the Cannon <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I get it. I get why you, people would like this song. I totally get why you like this song, and that's totally fine. <laughs> I, I just... It rubs me the wrong way because I think it's trying too hard and it doesn't have the stuff to back that up. I don't even think that it's really trying too hard to me. It seems like a weird inclusion. It seems like... Because like, the only Cannon Crows that I know are the hits, and this is sure. not one of them. This is the first time I'd heard this song. Yeah, it was a bit um, of a hit unto itself. It was yeah. a single. Yeah. yeah, it must have been, obviously. But, like, I don't know, the, the Counting Crows are so... I'm not sure what they are, the Counting Crows. Counting Crow is so 1990s. <laughs> it's, 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 like, the 90s so... Not quite, like, the 90s singularity, but they're close to it. They're like, not Lisa Loeb. Yeah, like <laughs> not, the, not quite. The cheesy lyrics, the way that, in this song at least, I think that your lyrics are a little bit cheesy. Um, the dreadlocks, the overwrought guitar wah effect... It's so 1990s that, like, it seems just lost to another era, so I feel weird criticising it, because I, I just know that maybe if I was 18 when this dropped, or 16 when it dropped, I might be like, ah, yeah, one of those songs, but, like, as it stands now, I'm just like, it's dated crazily quickly, I think. Okay. And it just sounds so stuck to 1990. 
I have like, a, I have a bit of an opposite opinion on that because right. I feel like there is a trend I've kind of noticed, or there's a familiarity I kind of get when I listen to the song. It's like, no, I think heartfelt raconteuring is something that that yeah is still around. There's, 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 I guess it comes down to how much you buy into again, like as Nathan was saying, how much you buy into the song, how much you regard it as genuine and not just current day. There's certainly an argument that in the past kind of I guess five years and particularly the yeah. last couple of years, there is a new sincerity that's yeah. in pop music, like bands like I guess like churches. I guess the most genuine song of the past, I guess at least last year, was definitely Seasons, Waiting on You. It's obviously yeah. the most genuine song of the past. Like- I, I draw upon, I mean, this is probably coming from a different angle, but certainly in terms of sincerity, uh, I mean, it's, it, you can't knock it for being ingenuine, but Benji, like the entire album, The Sun Kill Moon, like, yeah. I mean, that's nothing if not heartfelt yeah, raconteur. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just, in that, that's just more, I think, in the folk tradition than a pop song, though. Sure. Like, folk music is genuine. I see, I, 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 was, I was looking at this and I was saying, like, is this a trend that, has gone away and come back but I think the more correct opinion is it's always kind of been there in various forms the idea of storytelling I in a genuine th- emotional way I definitely think that it's had a bit of a resurgence in the past five or six years sure particularly okay. in pop I, music I wondered yeah. whether it was just me or whether that was actually no, something that was an observable trend yeah so, I mean, I think from that point of view, it hasn't aged that badly, mm. but it certainly does it in a very 90s way. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I wouldn't say it's not 90s, because it absolutely is. Yeah, of course. Um, but I think that's probably maybe because Counting Crows are an archetypal 90s band. Yeah, I think that's more than anything, to you be know honest. What I mean? like maybe, they, maybe I'm just throwing out the song with the band. I don't hate it. I kind of buy into it a little. It's one of those songs that, again, I'll, I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it, but when it was on... I'd feel enough feels to get through. I'd be able to ride through this one. It's definitely not my least favourite track out of the songs we've discussed in this bracket, or the songs we've discussed in the yeah. countdown as a whole. Like, I think it's a pretty pleasing song to the ear. I think yeah. the vocal delivery, you have to admire, because it takes a lot to be able to do that. And I yeah. think musically and production-wise, it comes across really well. It's just whether or not you are able to stomach that level of emotion and buy into the, the lyrics and mm. get something out of it. I mean, I'm not a robot. I just think it's a bit on the nose. Like, it's just like, yeah. you know, like the line that, oh, the, we stay up very, 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 very late. Like, that, <laughs> like he just, like, he, yeah. he's just pouring so much into it. And it's like, I never knocked that I opinion, man. I don't think the song warrants the amount that much of yeah. yourself yeah. into yeah. it. And this is like one of the most fundamental core things about a heartfelt song or whatever. You either are going to be repelled by that or you're going to buy into it to yeah. an extent. And that's just kind of what we're seeing across the board. Yeah. The spectrum of Dave to Nathan. <laughs> I'd like to point out that Adam Druitt's lead singer of Counting Crows is on Tinder. He revealed that <laughs> in an interview uh, fairly recently. <laughs> most people can't find him because he's 50 and isn't in like, you know, like the certain ages that you, you can yeah. search. On Tinder, he was talking about how he was dating again, and he wasn't having much luck. But you know, he was out there, and someone actually screen capped <laughs> his Tinder profile, so Aww. it does exist. Andrew, you've got a face on right that's now. Yeah. That's just, yeah, that's just you know sucks. what? Fuck it, I'd swipe for him. I don't care what anyone else says. You, you're clearly swiping the other way, but I'm swiping for. Does him. he still live in New York? Oh yeah, I think so. Oh, maybe me, him, and Lisa Loeb. Oh! I wonder if she's on Tinder. Oh, they could put me on the spit roast. Adam's 90s night. The 90s spit roast. Oh! I had a dream. (laughs) I dreamed a dream of wigs gone by. Wigs and glasses. Classic combo. Classic combo. Oh, that's that's how we do it around here. That brings us to the end of another episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, before we get out of here, we're going to talk about our favourites 
and our least favourite songs of this bracket. We're starting with you, Andrew. I think my favourite, maybe uh, not, not the most popular opinion, but my favourite is probably actually Gallows Pole of oh, the bunch. Yeah, I oh, okay. Got into yeah. it enough, I believe. Sure. Yeah. And my least favourite would be Wildflowers. Mm. Okay. Like things of S&W. <laughs> S&W's of s and I'd say I pick Shine as my favourite Yeah And then I think I'm going to have to go with Gallows Pole as my least favourite Okay Just as the song that I got the least from Not even like you, you love the hate you got from Things of Stone and Wood it, I mean it had a catchy chorus huh. Yeah like, Okay it was yeah. right. Okay I don't know I'm going to also go with Shine Obviously And I'll probably go with Stone and Wood would for the least favourite. Death effects are the worst. Counting crows are the best. Fuck everyone in this room. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much to FBI for having us. Yeah, we will be all up in your grill once again real soon with plenty more hits from 1994. But until then, on behalf of Mr. Nathan Harrison, goodbye, Helen. <laughs> we goodbye. hardly knew you. <laughs> on behalf of Miss Andrew McDonald, good night. And on behalf of Mr. Adam Buncher, yeah. <laughs> My name is David James Young. Keep music, yeah! Hottest 100s and thousands is filmed in front of a live studio audience.